Welcome to Material, episode 135. I'm one of your hosts, Russell Ivanovich, and I just want to say, before we get into anything else, that I just had fiber connected to my house, so I'm super excited. This is going to be an amazing show. I'm Andy Anatko. I just had fiber this morning, uh, uh, Raisin Bran. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one, didn't I? You kind of did. And I'm Florence Ion, and I was thinking of the exact same joke, Andy. <laughs> It's like you know, it's it's like you you, th- you threw this ball underhand right across the plate. It's like how stupid would we be not? To I thought swing that's what one? you were trying to do. I thought you were trying to be super subtle, and you know, I, I set the jokes up. You two hit them out of the park. That's just how the show works, isn't it? It's true. Or yes. or maybe you just like made like a twenty dollar bet with your friend. Say I bet you twenty bucks. I can get Andy Orflo to talk to about like the regularity <laughs> on the podcast. I'll take that bet. Uh, 20 bucks i win so uh, yay <laughs> i believe during the week andy we had uh we had some feedback people seem to like your uh, your new segment the the google apps you don't know about <laughs> yes uh last week we talked about i talked about uh, google files go which i had i had just uh, just actually no that was even a follow-up to uh we talked about google files go as a follow-up to the google arts app mm-hmm. which i had dis- i had discovered for the first time and i discovered the you know the, the find your selfie inside a, inside a, 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 a museum somewhere uh and cliver Olay uh pointed out the feature that i had not found on google files go which is that it has like an airdrop style file sharing between any two android devices so if you if both devices have google files go just copying a file from one to the other is just like super, super tap and go. It'll just, it'll find the other phone. The other person has to acknowledge, yes, please send me this file. Uh, and I know that uh, NFC has that feature that you can kind of do the cute, the cool, if you put the phones together, like they're kissing uh, and, and, and use the share button. But this is like, you don't have to, you, you can maintain that air gap. It's, it's cold and flu season. So you don't necessarily want like your phone touching. I'm other sorry. I'm still phones. thinking about phones kissing. Uh, You've never done that with your phone? You get, get two phones? Things. I do this all the time. You're like, <laughs> you do that with your iPhone and your pixels. Is that what you do? Is that what you're, it's, it's forbidden is that what love. It's forbidden love. It's like Romeo and Juliet. They're from two different houses. Their families hate each other. There's a war going on of some kind. I, maybe I don't know the plot to, to Romeo and Juliet that well, but you know what I mean. There's, it's forbidden love. That's what it's all about. Shakespearean classic, really. The the pixel and the somehow, iPhone, which somehow makes it more exciting, does it not? It does. It does. That is actually. <laughs> they're being naughty. And, and speaking of uh, apples and iPhones, if if that feature is. Um, based on Android nearby, Andy, and I haven't checked if it actually is, but if it is, I bet it works way more reliably than AirDrop. Because oh. <laughs> I can't get that thing to work. 50, 60% of the time it doesn't work at all, and 40% of the time it just it's magical. I forgot it existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, and the, and the other thing is I, I kind of want to have just a uh, keep a picture in my photo roll that simply has like instructions on ma- on using AirDrop securely because whenever I like I'm on the train home and I just want to move a file from like my iPhone to my iPad or something. So I'll just turn on AirDrop and I've, they're, 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 it'll, it's secure because it's set up only to look to only uh, connect to other contacts. But for a second there, it will show me like everybody that's turned on. No, no, no. Accept AirDrop uh, pictures from everybody. And I said, okay, guess what? You're going to get a picture of a typewritten sheet saying, here are the here are the settings for AirDrop. Here's what happens when you say anybody on this train within radio distance of this phone can simply put a phone put a photo like in front of your. That's that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, I just have to say. 
say I don't have these problems because I am a Windows user and I just put everything on Dropbox. Yes. <laughs> probably I shouldn't say out loud, but I just put everything on Dropbox um, and that's how it syncs yep. with everything in my no, life. And a, it's amazing. That's what, that's what I do. That's what I do too. And I, I've had, I've had exactly the same sort of pains that Russell's talking about. I remember being in a hotel room and I'd done this, this is, uh, uh, I was, no, it was, uh, I was, I had been taking pictures with my iPhone. I still had my Android phone, but I was taking, using the, the iPhone as a camera. I was using my iPad as like my one computer. And like 45 minutes yes. later, after a press after a press meeting and a briefing back at the hotel, said, all I, 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 have you ever gotten so frustrated with how badly feature works that I'm alone in the room and I have to, I have to elocute this to these these inert devices saying it's a file on an apple branded phone running an apple branded operating and usually system on the floor and here is tears <laughs> by this time <laughs> and at, yeah, i'm and usually point, already bawling yeah. yeah no it's it's like it's, it's and i'm just thinking that this has Bluetooth too. All you had to do was be like every other All maker you had to do of was every kiss. other computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just have to kiss. Exactly. You're like, you're like the kids at the opposite ends of the of the gymnasium exactly. at the school dance, not wanting to, to be the first Just kiss to dance. Do it. Don't don't do make it. the chaperones dance with each other to, to tell you that you know dancing with people is not icky. Oh my god. So we we have set the bar pretty damn high here, Andy. We now have to find a Google app that nobody knows about every single week on our show. I'm, I'm hoping you have something ready to go this week. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Actually, actually, I do. And I also have uh, another, this one is a re another recommendation from a listener. But I, I also have another one for next week that I've discovered. Wow. Pretty fun. Yeah, uh, but Chase Dickinson said, hey, if you really like Google Files, go get uh, Dataly, Data Alley. Bad name. Okay, this is this is why I, I first, at date first thought this is was that, Is that where the phones alley. go when they're kissing? D they go down Date Alley? Exactly. No, no, no. Swipe that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the that's what they call like your wingman at a bar. He's my date ally. <laughs> First, oh, I like that one. I love and, that. That's way better than wingman because just, I don't want to beat the wing. Maybe yeah, just just, just open just I'm open a ally. wireless asynchronous communication link and then step back and let Captain Smooth land this plane. <laughs> um, but anyway, however, you can, I, I'm I'm inclined to think that D A T A L L Y, which is a Google app, you're supposed to pronounce it Dadaly or Dad Ally. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but Dad but basically, but. So get get over that. It took me a while to get over that, but uh, it's a, an incredibly great app, and it's a Google app for managing and controlling your use of mobile broadband. It's and Data it is, Lie, um, by the way. Sorry, I just sorry? I believe it's Data Lie. Data, <laughs> data Lie. The data. No, I'm sorry. I've been reading lie. it the entire time. I'm so sorry, Andy, but it's Data Lie. I, I think. I think. I see. I I can. I I will support that. I'm just trying to know. figure out. Do they? It's Data and Ally, but the you can't you you if there are two a's you could say data ally or day you have to choose whether that's going to be a long a or a soft a and i we are confused i keep <laughs> understeering and skidding into the tires so we'll wall of tires on the curve we have a language problem as well because over here we call it data it's not data ah. so it'd be data ali data ali 
Diddly. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, again, I'm as I'm as tied up by this, but 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 just for the for the sake of, of getting uh, our listeners to stop like pumping the table with their hands, like please get on with it. Uh, it's an amazing app for uh, man- again managing uh, mobile broadband. Where for starters, uh, you can just basically say uh, you can you can you can. Uh, it will give you a list of all apps that are using mobile bro- using mobile broadband, and you can basically say these apps do not have the abil- do not have access to uh, mobile broadband. So when I'm on when I'm when Wi-Fi is off and I'm on uh, just like cellular data, these apps are not allowed to use it. So if you want to be very very conservative, you can simply turn on the ones that are incredibly important to you, and they will have unfettered access. But the other really cool the really cool way of doing it is that when you're using apps. Uh, it will use uh, the uh, Android uh, operating system's ability to have to let an app like basically draw over another app. It'll put like a little circular pip on the corner of the screen, so that when I'm uh, using like pay- using the Patreon app, it will tell me as I'm going this app this oh this app is now using 0.1 megabytes. This app has now used 0.5 megabytes in a really simple and inobtrusive way. So a I'm aware of the data that it's using, but if I suddenly realize that oh I didn't really I didn't think that this uh, this bookstore app was going to download thumbnails of all 100 uh, books that are on that are on sale today. I really don't want to use 80 megabytes or 100 megabytes of my allotment for this. I can just simply turn it, turn that uh, that app off. Uh, and then, of course, you can just like the battery indicator uh, in uh, in Android, you can just simply. Just take a look at a report of here's how much da- how much data did I use today, and we'll just that's a big number. It'll simply say you used uh, 82 megabytes of data today, and then we'll break it down app by app by app. So if there are apps in the background that are doing a lot of transactions that you didn't suspect, you can see that oh okay, I need to shut down that. I, I need to turn off that app and make sure it doesn't have access to mobile broadband. I, I for reasons of which uh, that are 75% me and being lazy i had like $80 of like uh, data overages last month uh, and wow. if i had this app i would at least have been aware when i was getting myself into trouble and $80 yeah <laughs> sorry go on andy <laughs> No, see, I, I have to, I, I have to interrupt myself with this follow-up question: Are you laughing? Be, which I think would be correct to say, "Oh my God, you're such a spendthrift," or was it, "Oh my God, I eighty dollars is what I spend like just commuting in data overages." I'm streaming imagining Netflix. it was eight gigs of overage. That's why I'm imagining ten dollars oh, okay. a gig. So I'm like eight extra gigs. <laughs> Yeah, it's see, it's it's super annoying. I I, I have AT and T, and I will say, oh. uh, it's not it's it's uh, if you go, I have a pretty good top limit, but once you go over that, it's like it will give you the. By the way, you use seventy five percent of your of your extra data. Like, okay, well, if you keep using it, then I'll get another alert. Okay, we've we've charged you ten dollars to give you an extra one gigabyte of data. And there'll be times when I have to, I really have to get something done and mobile broadband is the only way to do it. And it really is just like the, the notification alert should be just like a, a cash register going, ka-ching. By the way, that's, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that was your pizza budget for the next week and a half. You're going to have to, you're eating, you're eating peanut butter sandwiches and ramen every time that you thought you'd be able to go out and get a pizza or a sandwich because you just spent $20 to finish this column on the train. But uh, hopefully with, with, D a t a l l y. I I I give up. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Uh, it at least I know what's going on. At least I'll have like a more granular way of approaching this. Uh, my stopgap measure had been, which had been actually working out for a bunch of different things, was to simply turn off mobile broadband 
until times when I actually need it. Uh, because not only does that limit my usage, of course, but it also puts that kind of extra step between, hey, I'm bored and I'm waiting for a, uh, waiting for my train. I think I'll go on Instagram and see what's going on. It's like, okay, you can. I, the phone is basically saying, I will let you do that, but I will let you have to do this extra thing before you can do that just to make sure you don't want to just go into the Kindle app and continue reading that book that you stopped reading earlier this afternoon instead of going on Instagram and just simply being a passive user can consumer of social media entertainment so but uh, if, if nothing else d-a-t-a-l-l-y it's just a beautiful android app beautiful material design app it just shows off the unique stuff that google has done to create a really cool mobile operating system so there is one other quick bit of news it, it's about me i'm sorry i'm a little bit self-centered but i was talking i think two shows with andy asking for his advice for which android phone um, i should go back to he said the pixel I was kind of convinced, um, and I, I have a, a visual demonstration here. I, I don't know if we need to describe it to the listeners, but I have two phones, and they're like, mm-hmm. so one, <laughs> yes, they are. One of them is an is an iPhone X, which everyone's seen before with its flashy little "I want to see your face" LED. The other one is a Panda Pixel Two XL, the, the black and white model, and I I love this thing. I love it. It's so good. Yay! Yay! Woo. It looks good in your hand. Yeah, and it's got that little coloured, I mean, this is old news now to everybody, but it's got the, the coloured power button. I like, I like the design, you know, the black and white yeah. design. And for all the, the complaints we had about the screen issues and the various phones we've tested, this one doesn't seem to have any issues at all. I'm not having any burn-in. I'm not seeing, like, any weird um, colour variations. It's I don't know whether they improve something along the line with the, the manufacturing process, but two thumbs up from me. It's a good phone. And also, I should have actually led with this. I was going to actually ask you, do you know how I got one of these? I'm holding up a Google Home Mini. I now have like uh, six of these or something. <laughs> you have oh, six during- of them? Every time every time we buy a phone uh, from one of our phone retailers yeah. here in Australia, they just throw these in. They're basically like coasters at this point. They're like, here, have a Google <laughs> Mini. Have another one. Have another one. They just like throw them at you. So I, I, I should have led with this. I'm so sorry, dear listener. But they I, totally I, are like coasters. I got a new Sorry, Google Home Mini. I just Mini. see it now. <laughs> <laughs> and with that thread, I mean, it's not apparently, I mean, if you don't mind having a ring around it, I'm sure it would soak up the condensation <laughs> from your beverage quite well. Yeah, and if you spilled any tea or anything, straight straight in, it's fine. You wouldn't be able to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's, who cares? You'll get another one from your carrier <laughs> next time you buy a phone. <laughs> Oh, you, you know what you could do? You could do uh, you could do one better than like the new Google earbuds they they put out. Okay, because what you can do is you can go into the Google Home app. Stick with me, okay? Uh, so they're they're powered by USB C. So you buy like two little USB C USB C battery packs, like duct tape them to the to the sides of those. Okay, you go into the Google Home app and you you set the two of them as like their own as a group because it does multi room, and then you just like wear a headband and just sort of stick them in there like oh, Princess my. Leia. Goodness. Like earbuds, and you have true wireless uh, earbuds. Well, if you got huge ears, but at least you know headbands, you know, and 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 stereo it sound that would actually stereo, work. I stereo think. sound. Someone will, has to try it this. Will. Maybe someone has to and admit. Un- and and un- un- unlike the uh, unlike the Apple HomePod, it will work with like multiple sound sources. It will be completely free. To, it you know it's. And it won't cost four hundred bucks. Well, Andy, we're, we're charging it for you. Yeah. We're charging you for it today. But don't worry. Later this year, we're bringing out a software update that will give you those other features. It's not like we're not working <laughs> on them. I don't, what do you want them yeah. finished or something? I don't understand what you're asking for. 
When you see the box this comes in, Andy, <laughs> let me tell you, you're going to say, hey, multi-room audio, that would have been nice. Being able to use Spotify or files from my own iTunes library, whatever. I love this box. Okay, it's white, but the corners are perfect. No, like, rounded corners on that box. And when you lift it up, the bottom comes up with it. That's how tight the fit is. We think this is the greatest box any speaker has ever shipped in, ever. Sold! $1,500 <laughs> to the sucker in the back. And for the four people on, on the audio that are like, what on earth are they talking about? The Apple HomePod was announced as shipping this week. It's available for pre-order. It has as the, the reason it's related to our show is because obviously Google is years and years ahead on the home speaker market and Apple's coming to the market with a speaker that does even less and even less than they originally promised, which is quite interesting, but all right. See, see how you go, Apple. Oh, I so don't want to veer into that conversation, but <laughs> how about after the ad, can I tell you guys something that happened on Twitter related to that? Ooh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and. I want to hear this. I'm excited. Read the ad, read the ad. I want to hear this. But before we hear that exciting news from Fire, just go tell you about our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Linode. Uh, with Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with pricing starting at just $5 a month, and you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in just under a minute. And you might be wondering, oh, what happens if I get stuck or, you know, things go wrong or, you know, did, does, will my server go down? Well, Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. Uh, you can email them, you can call them, you can even chat to them over IRC in the Linode community. Uh, they know how important it is to get the help you want. And they also have a suite of amazing guides that you can support, uh, you can follow. So if you're trying to install a particular version of Nginx, if that means something to you and you need a reference to, to go with, you know, Linode's got that covered as well. Um, they have an intuitive control panel that will allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And they feature two-factor authentication, which you should definitely turn on for all your accounts. We do that here uh, to keep you safe so that no one else logs into your Linode account. Very important. So you might be thinking, okay, that, that sounds interesting. I'm interested in server hosting. The, the prices sound pretty good. Like I said, their plans start uh, for $5 a month, gets you one gigabyte of RAM. Uh, they also offer high memory plans, which start at 16, sorry, starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And as a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material, uh, you'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first plan. So if you decide that all you need is a gig of RAM, uh, which we have on quite a few of our Linode servers, then you get four months free. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, Seven-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. Like I said, linode.com slash material to learn more and sign up and to take advantage of that $20 credit. Or you can use the promo code material2018 at checkout. And we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show. Story time, story time, story time. <laughs> Well, it's it's more it's more just like flow on Twitter, which is not <laughs> still a story. Exciting. Um, I was peeping in on a conversation between a couple of uh, of people in the industry. I believe um, Christina Warren and Carolina Milanesi um, talking about the HomePod and the pricing, and I was just butting in and. Uh, but I was I was butting in because I was very it was just really interesting to see that they were discussing like the differences between the Sonos, um, the Amazon variant. Uh, it's the Sonos one, I believe. Yeah, it's the called. Sonos one. We got one in the office just this week. And confusingly, yeah. there's a Sonos Play one as well, which is like no, oh, there nice. is. That's why I was worried to say the wrong name. Um, <laughs> so they were talking about that, and I was just like, I noticed Google is not a part of this discussion, and I'm thinking that that's kind of what's i mean i know russell is just saying well google was kind of like first to the market which is true 
But I wonder if that really matters because <laughs> Apple's already established it's, it's not an Apple podcast, but Apple has already established itself as a sort of like music player ever since the day of the iPod. Um, I mean, that's effectively how MP3 players became like commonplace and how we all started consuming music digitally, really, as much as we don't want to admit it. Yes, there were creative media players out before then, but it was the iPod that helped you know, familiarize people with that concept. And I imagine that the HomePod is probably going to have, if anything, it's going to have probably a positive effect on everybody else because then people will go, oh, that's so cool. That's a lot of Apple. I got to find something else. <laughs> and then they will come to the Google Home Max. They will say that it has AI infused listening capabilities. They will say that it is about the same price. Yeah. So it's anybody's game at this point. But I just wanted to point that out that the conversations I've seen beyond that taking place on Twitter on the HomePod were not Google was not a part of the equation. <laughs> I think you're onto something there, Flo, because let's face it, Apple, huge marketing budget, as well as the know-how for how to actually market a product properly and tell yeah. people about it. So I, I imagine a lot of people will find out when this thing launches that it's a thing who might not know right now. And that could be good for Google. The thing that I really wonder is a bit of a strategic misstep from Apple is Spotify is two to three times the size of Apple in terms of the music service. Like these days, the dominant streaming service is Spotify. Like they they publish their numbers. I think they're at 48 million paid subscribers or whatever versus 18 or something on the Apple side. Like there's a huge disparity there. Like it feels like in 2018, if you're going to launch a speaker, like at least partner with, I know I know you hate them or whatever, but at least partner with Spotify and, and have that whole market covered. Like you don't have to do the Google thing. You don't need Google Assistant potentially. Maybe you don't want Google Play Music because it's not big enough or YouTube Red Music, whatever the YouTube music thing's called. Maybe you don't want either of those things, but you got to go with Spotify, surely. I imagine that'll put a lot of people off when they find out i got to pay 400 bucks or whatever for this speaker and it doesn't work with my music service. That's That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's kind of consistent with like the, the Apple TV too, which is, uh, I mean, it's, you buy it because you have bought, you've paid a lot of money for, uh, uh, you put a lot of money into uh, like iTunes store movies and TV shows. You've bought a lot of content off the iTunes store for music and you find that the only way to li to enjoy it on your TV, which is connected to the good speakers, is to have an Apple TV. Otherwise, it's like go to Alibaba, find whatever, <laughs> whatever TV streaming box costs like $8 per unit when you buy 50 of them. That, and put an Apple logo on it, and that's pretty much what you're getting feature-wise. I mean, the 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 difference between uh, between a Shield TV, uh, Android TV, and the Apple TV for the same amount of money, it's like two different planets. And one planet where the atmosphere is acid and and there's quicksand on ground that sets you on fire as soon as you stand on top of it, it's not quite as bad as that using the Apple TV. But comparatively <laughs> speaking, I'm saying the Android TV is so much better than that. And it kind of it kind of bums me out that Apple seems to be doing the same thing with uh, with the HomePod, which is we want we are using this as a way to make sure that you keep buying your subscription to Apple Music because there's no advantage whatsoever to this to anything else on the market at this price point unless you're saying I'm a subscriber to Apple Music all of my library is in the Apple Music cloud all my playlists that I've been building are Apple Music playlists and that's the only way I will be able to use this through a little smart speaker I think like oh you'll 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 get it because apple products are 
I, I mean that this as a good thing and a bad thing. It's a special marketing category where a lot of the re- regular rules don't really apply. There are a lot of really emotional responses to Apple products. Uh, but, oh, that's not how that's not how people speak well of you 50 years after you're dead. That's it's just not. You know what I have emotional responses to Ooh. when <laughs> when the Google two, I.O. Two phones kissing. God oh, damn it. <laughs> No, but Google I Google I.O. I have an emotional response to Google I.O. That's, I was helping. I was trying to help transition. But has it, has it been announced, <laughs> Phil? Oh, Phil? I just called you Phil. Flo. Damn you just it. called me Phil. I work with a Phil. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, we talk about Apple. Phil Schiller looks pretty good in those. <laughs> really oh, my pretty gosh. Good in those we open, need open to talk. Uh, yeah. I got to say. Whew. Need a break from talk Apple. Talk about two phones uh, kissing. Google I.O. Right? is coming. <laughs> Come over here, I, so Phil, and I, give me some full duplex action. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Eight data bits and no stop bits, if you know what I mean. Oh, my God. joke when, for those of you who've used Hayes 1200 baud modems. <laughs> when is Google I.O. coming, Flo? <laughs> yes, let's talk about Google I.O. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say I think it's very rude of Google to hold a developer conference the week of my birthday. However, however, maybe it's not rude. Maybe this was Google just planning so that all... Everyone would be in town. Yeah, all in one place. And maybe there's a free gift that they give out to reporters, maybe, like yourself. Well, well, this this Flo's got a different game this year. She's running a little independent, so, you know, she's going to have to depend on Google's tickets. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Um, So pray for me, please. Uh, (laughs) Offer sacrifices, whatever you need to do to help me get to IO. I appreciate it. Um, Spiritually, metaphysically, whatever you need to do to get me Um, there, I would appreciate it because I would love to spend my birthday I would never put this out there for myself, but I'm speaking directly to Google. My uncle is a total Jedi when it comes to settling antitrust issues. I mean, he is like the guy. He like He's the guy who said, you know what? It shouldn't be one word. Let's put a hyphen between anti and trust. And that's why the Dang. world court does it that way. That's how influential. I am willing to like introduce you to him if you will get Flo uh, like a media invite uh, gratis to <laughs> Google I.O. Again, it would be unethical for me to use that kind of pull on myself. But for Flo, I think that it's okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he calls like <laughs> two guys, two guys, and all of the stuff you're having with the EU, boom, what problems? I never I never heard of any problems that Google's having. The EU loves Google. That's exactly wow. what you can do with two phone calls. Andy, if I discover that wow. your uncle is Vladimir Putin, we, we're going to have to have a, a, a whole other podcast that we, we start It's possible this. he's all of our uncle. I mean, <laughs> think about Un- uncle Vladimir. we all come from, it's possible we're all just a little... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit related. Uh, <laughs> so oh, yes. I didn't get to do the the cute Google Maps puzzle that yeah. um, I didn't they, get they, to do it. They were they were kind of adorable. They tweeted out like a little what looks like a I and O, you know, the, the little the logo style like artwork and a pattern. It looked like binary numbers, and that was your first clue to like solve this big. You know <laughs> this big mystery. Uh, uh, so I'm not clever enough to, to to solve it myself. 
the Verge, uh, about a hundred different Verge readers got together in like a chat room and solved it. But they weren't the only ones, but that's where everyone's getting the information one. Uh, the f- first clue is that you translate the, that, that artwork to binary and it points to google.com slash IO. That takes you to a Google Maps page with a splash screen that offers you to take you behind the scenes of IO 2018. Then you walk around the street view and you keep walking into office buildings and you see a lot of clues, like things, icons and uh, over different items in the street view. Like there's a calendar that shows August 5th. We are supposed to know it's National Sister Day played a sushi and a sister carry book on and on and on there's like a sister so you're you're looking for uh the you're looking for the sister city of mountain view which is iwata uh wow. then you go to a meeting yeah you get to a meeting room and then you can't answer the you have to answer the question what three numbers do we seek and you find oh one six oh oh eight zero <laughs> then and this is why we were having some chatter before the show uh you walk up to the door on that room click on the lock the question tells you to just type in yam and you'll be moved to the next step uh then it asks you for a name and you have to because uh on the chat they figured out the answer to the name they're looking for is ashless uh, and so <laughs> light switch and then there's a coin uh, it was it's a lot of stuff uh so you you eventually wind up with uh, what what date what when was when was Flow Ion born? You figure that out. Uh, then it tells you May eighth <laughs> to tenth. Uh, also, they tell you um, yes. There's kind of, those those the, the, the room, the room number. Took me a while to get out. Uh, <laughs> the room number where they're having the surprise party on her birthday. Also, don't tell Flow. Oh God. Her head was the Damn eighth. It, her torso was the ninth. Her legs were the tenth. It was whoa, what a delivery. <laughs> it's quite and, a labor. And if you think if you're thinking to yourself, that's all just way too easy to follow those three hundred steps and get there. <laughs> Sunda Pichai agrees with you. He uh, he said, yeah, I is happening. You know, May eighth to tenth, Shoreline Amphitheater, Mountain View, California. Note to team: colon We might have to make the puzzle a bit. Harder next year. Smiley face. No. I think some people I, just got what fired. What is this? He's like, this smiley face. Is this an face. interview for a job? Smiley face. Good, goodbye, team. It's been fun working with you all, but the puzzle was way too easy. I think he's telling us that, like, we're stupid because we didn't figure it out. <laughs> I feel dumb now. Well, I, I normally do, but dumber than my baseline dumb. It's already pretty damn low. Well, I'm looking forward to IO. If it's going to be anything like, I mean, just judging by their minor CES presence, which wasn't minor at all. What am I talking about? They had a (laughs) giant booth. Um, But just judging by their presence at CES, I feel like this is going to be a particularly, I feel like this is getting bigger and bigger. And it's, um, I I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just going to be really colorful and hot. It's probably going to be not that hot that week, actually. It doesn't get super hot until like mid-May. That week, it's, it could still rain. It could still rain. Well, try and get an undercover seat in the amphitheater, I guess. I wonder what they do. If it rains on like six, 7,000 people, do they just Umbrellas. give every person an umbrella? Umbra- it's California. You, It's fine. You can handle it. It's just let it. It's a shower. <laughs> and then afterwards, the sun comes out and you go, oh, thank you. Now you're drying me off. That's what it is. It's fine. Well, I'm going. I'm going to be getting my again buying a white linen suit, you know, just like just like you know, just like the just like the bad guy in uh, in Casablanca, like a white linen suit and a fez, jaunty fez at a rakish angle, where I'll be sweating Man. deeply inside, but at least I'll look crisp. 
on the outside. Could you imagine if Google I.O. were a costume party, like the keynote were just a costume party and everybody <laughs> just like came dressed and it was just like this elaborate affair and we all just sit down to like a delicious dinner. I think Google should call me. I have some ideas for your events um, and how to class them up. <laughs> it sounds pretty exciting. I mean, if if our Apple loving friends don't think we're weird enough already, I can't wait till the the pictures of that it's, like event leak out. Yes, but, but I'm I'm really excited for um for Google O. Like, there's every year there's a lot of uh, cool new stuff they show off. A, a lot of it, I guess, is predicted beforehand. But the thing that excites me is there's always one or two things that catch you by surprise. You're like, oh, I wasn't mm-hmm. quite expecting that, or in that particular way, or ah, oh, that's what that rumor meant. It's not stupid after all. Right? When you connect the dots, it's you know X, Y, and Z instead. And of course. I, I'm trying to figure out if that's normally where they announce the the name of the next operating system, but they actually they ship developer previews of it beforehand these days, don't they? So I think normally about no, a month before I we didn't find out previews. it was Oreo until after Google I/O because at Google uh, I/O they were still teasing us with the Oreos. Yeah, that's right. Mm. They even brought Oreos into I. Uh, we had an interview for all about Android. They even brought Oreos into the interview and like Orangina. It was like a cute little <laughs> shtick. And I imagine to keep that shtick going, it's just kind of like the long running joke of being <gasps> Google, like being in this world. I figured it out. Sundar Pichai is going to yes. get on stage. He's going to juggle uh, Android nine, nine pineapples. Nine pineapples. He's, he's going to start by juggling two, and people are going to be like, "This is not very impressive." Pineapples are. And then do you from, know I do. I live in Australia. Pineapples we, are. We grow the things, and then we. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, we do. In, in Queensland, they grow pineapples, and and <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. He's going to have two, and then someone's going to keep throwing. You know, you keep throwing a juggle of pineapples. That's just what you do. And he's going to have nine pineapples. That's that's how he's going to lead off the keynote. I'm just calling mm. it now. Calling it early. I don't think they would ever name Android just straight after fruit, though. No, too boring. <laughs> just no. It's. Well, real, real, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Flo. Like, there, there was a clue in that one of the, one of the photos in the, in the puzzle was a photo of pineapple upside down cake. See, because the, the problem with it being just a pineapple is that remember that we're talking about Kit Kat bars and donuts and eclairs and Oreo yes. cookies. It's like if you go to your aunt's house and there's dessert and she brings out, <laughs> I have raw pineapple, you're going to be really disappointed. I mean, realize so if pineapple upside down cake, at least it's still dessert treat like pea could just be for pie and lemon meringue pie, pie, apple pie, peach pie, or it could be now if, if they, if uh, Sundar Pachai, very, very sweet man, he's like a, 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 he's like a dessert in himself. So maybe it's just going to be, they're going to like do like, and for the sculpture garden, <laughs> they're just going to make like an Android <laughs> adorable figure of Sundar Pachai and it's going to be Android Pachai. Oh, someone's about to get promoted with that idea. Someone inside Google oh, needs to take that to him right away. Android Pachai, that is amazing. Andy, you have just sparked a revolution. This has to be the name. I don't want anything else. All right, dear, dear listener, I'm going to put this challenge to you right now. Um, if you have any sort of graphical talent whatsoever, we want to see you mock up a picture of like a Sundar Pachai-looking uh, Android robot, you know, the, the green kind of like bubbly robot. You, you can look look it up. We, we need this. Android Pachai, we need this to happen. Just tweet it at us. We'll, we'll make it happen. And we need that art in time to make T-shirts that we can wear <laughs> at at Google I/O. <laughs> and I'm uh, sure. I'm sure sooner Pachai would just really appreciate like me in front, just being like Sundar, Sundar. Look at my look at my shirt. Do you get it? It's you. It's you, and but as an Android. It's you. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they'll be just like in the Bruce Springsteen video. We'll invite you, like Courtney Cox, up on stage to dance with them. <laughs> Courtney Cox is there. This is even better. And you're making this so much better. I hope Courtney Cox shows up. I love her for what it's worth. <laughs> just be great. <laughs> I'll be there for you. And we're all just dancing on stage to it. I'm telling you, I have different plans for Google I.O. this year. If they can nail that part, so the, the juggling of the pineapples, the the Android 9 Pachai, like uh, the getting flow up on stage to dance, maybe like uh, Courtney Cox. You don't even have to announce any products at this point. You've, you've nailed Google You I. really you're don't. Done. It's done. You've made every developer strip to... Oh. The Bay Area, completely. And you could be like, here's our gift to you, zero new APIs. We're just fixing some bugs. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change your code at all. Don't have to sit down even for a day recompiling stuff. Don't even have to change your compile target this thing. We're going to leave party. it at 26 or whatever it's currently at. There's nothing for you developers to do. Just hang out for a week with, with some rock stars and stuff. I'll take it. It's good. Wow. That is what, <laughs> you know what? And then everybody would officially know Google as the fun brand. And then the Google Home Max would fly off the shelves. There you go. <laughs> Here's your marketing strategy. You know, just, just, for, just for fun, have it support Apple Music too. Just say, see Apple? It's not that hard. We found your API. We decompiled we, it five hours later. We downloaded your free. We even did it in Swift. Just to show that we'll learn your own programming language. That's how easy it is when you have the resources of a major tech firm. I know that you're not a major tech firm. You've been distracted by giant making the giant hula hoop office building. <laughs> shall we? Shall we jump into? Shall we jump into an ad very quickly to to help possibly fund our <laughs> adventure to Google I/O? Well, if you're going to be up on stage, we need to fund this somehow. Let's just let's just make sure that we 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 that we 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 round this off by saying, see, Google, you you already got such a huge huge benefit by hiring away one of our hosts. Now you're seeing what would happen if you hired the three of us as a management team with our own unit at Google. That was just like 20 minutes of brilliant ideas that would revolutionize Google I/O that you didn't even have to pay for. Think about what think about what happens when we have access to free burritos and as many bikes as we can load into the back of our trucks and sell on Craigslist. I mean, pretty darn good. It's expensive to live in California. So you got to make it back somehow. somehow. Yep. This episode of material is brought to you by Backblaze. If your Mac or PC crashed right now, what would you lose? I would lose years and years of photos I've taken with friends at Google IO developer friends, friends in the media, I may have stuck a photo with Sundar Pichai that one time I really sheepishly asked him to talk. It, it, no pictures, nothing. But if I <laughs> did have that, that's something that I would not want to lose. Uh, you know, you might lose documents, projects, contracts, family photos, photos of you and CEOs of big companies like Google. And you might never get those files back. Having a backup disaster can cause indefinite problems even months later, you could still be discovering that you've lost files you really need. I hate it when that happens, when I go back and it's just not there when I need it. It's seriously stressful, especially if you have a freelance business and you need those clips, but you don't know what you did with them. If you can avoid, you can avoid all of that when you sign up to Backblaze. Backblaze offers unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just $5 a month. That's $5 a month for total peace of mind. Backblaze backs up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, everything you need to protect 
every photo you need to protect. It's not just for the catastrophic data disasters. Backblaze lets you restore single files too, meaning you'll have access to all the documents you need no matter where you are on the web or from your phone. But if you do have a complete system failure, which can happen, you can have Backblaze send all your data on a hard drive. They'll even ship it overnight. And isn't that like super helpful to have that kind of support because some of us do not have that kind of support. Most of us could do with a couple extra hard drives anyway, but you can restore all your files and send the hard drive back for a full refund if you decide you don't wanna keep that hard drive. Backblaze has restored over 20 billion files. That's a lot of return documents and photos of flow. There's not any photos of me in Sundar Pichai. I just am wishing it into the world. Backblaze is gimmick-free with no additional charges, just $5 a month for full backups. Don't risk losing your files. Visit backblaze.com material to get a full 15-day free trial and let them know you came from the show. And if you already use Backblaze, which you should, tell your system admin at work to hit the business backup link at the top of the page. Don't put it off any longer. Backblaze.com material. Go there now. Back up your files, get total peace of mind. And we'd like to thank Backblaze for the allowing me to talk so much about myself during this ad. Thank you, Backblaze. <laughs> it's the poisonal touch that increases outreach and, 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 it and does. interactions. It does. Uh, well, so uh, I, I should take I did say that that Google would like be making points by saying, hey, look how easy it is for us to support Apple Music Apple, but maybe they wouldn't even be interested in doing that because there's in one of the classical good news, bad news sort of things about uh, tech news, uh, they announced that they're launching their own brand new audiobook store and service uh, <laughs> the on uh, off the Play Store. So Google Play Books slash audiobooks. Uh, that's that wasn't a URL. The actual <laughs> the actual URL is nope. I don't have it here. But just go to the Play Store. There's now a tab for audiobooks, uh, and you would think, well, gosh, what an interesting play. Given that Audible.com uh, has pretty much everything that you would ever want to know, it's kind of synonymous with audiobooks right now. Uh, and backed by Amazon, oh, that's why they wouldn't want to support. <laughs> audible.com uh and they're a little there looks like they're being a little bit aggressive in introduction they will give you half off your first purchase anything anything they have in the store right now uh, so i hope this is a i hope this is a good thing it's i hope this is not reason for me to be more and more worried about how as companies are figuring out how bad it is for them to not have exclusive content to make sure that you have to have subscriptions to let's say four different streaming services to get access to the same amount of tv and movies you could get with just netflix three years ago or the idea that i'm going to have to buy a separate audio device to listen to my audiobooks from the movies that i've bought from a different competing store from the yeah this could be i don't i don't like this a lot i hope i'm hoping i'm not I'm hoping we're not skidding into a bad future in which I have to have five different computers and platforms because I can only buy content. I have to buy my comic books from one store. I have to buy my real books from another store. I have to buy my audio books from a third store. My movies are from a fourth store. I this is this is why I bought a vinyl record player. Okay, I bought the Return of the Jedi soundtrack when I was like 11 years old. I still have it. I can still listen to it. Nobody cares like who who made the record player or who made the speakers. It was a simpler time. People seemed to laugh more. We danced a lot. 
It's it's almost like you're asking for some kind of um, hole in the bottom bottom of your phone that any headphones can go into or something like that. You just you're just dreaming of like a, a future that, that will never exist. <laughs> I I like this. I like this. <gasps> what um, controversial? Well, not I'm not really. into audio. All my friends are listening into listening to their books. I don't really read much anymore because first of all, I read all day. Like all I do is read and write all day. And so, and I know for like, I know it's not like a total excuse, but just for me personally, the way that I function as a person after I just can't read and write. So I'm a listener or like a game player after work. So like a listener or a watcher basically after work, that's the way I, I, um, I take in my media outside of work and I'm not on the audiobook craze like my friends. Like my friends have read quote unquote all these books on their commutes and I'm like, well, I have all this time to listen to these podcasts, half of which I'm not like really into anyway. So maybe I should start swapping them out with some audiobook time. And I'm not really into Audible, not really because of the whole Amazon thing. (laughs) Like, I don't really, because of, like you said, Andy, I don't want to deal with like a whole other ecosystem of content. So I just don't, all I have Amazon on my phone for is for shopping. Um, I don't use any content with it. I stopped buying Kindle books a long time ago. I buy everything through Google Play now. Um, I rent all my movies through Google Play. If it's not on, if it's not showcasing on YouTube TV or if it's not on uh, Netflix, so I just try to embrace the whole ecosystem because I figure if Google is putting this much work into creating this for me as it's as it is its consumer, then I am totally happy and I I would oblige to that. And I would love to listen. Like I want to listen to David Sedaris narrate his books. Like I love. I used to buy them on CD and I still have them in my car for like when you know once in a while because I still have a CD player there. But I would love to be able to go back into that. Yeah. So thanks, Google, no. for thinking of me. <laughs> the, the one thing, Again. <laughs> the, the one thing I wanted to know, though, is, like, what happened six months ago? Did, like, Jeff Bezos oh. cut off, like, Sundar Pichai, like he stole his taxi or he cut him off in a line or maybe yeah. he just gave him some kind of backhanded compliment or something because th- they pulled the YouTube app from from all the, uh, the I don't want to say the name, from all the Amazon devices. Mm-hmm. Echoes. That's the, the ones. Echoes. The Echoes, Echo yeah. Show, yeah. Yeah, and they now are launching their own audiobook service. It's just there's just like a string of things. It seems to be like escalating, not de-escalating. So for those of you that are really hoping that YouTube is going to make its its way back to the Echo Show, I'm not as confident now. It seems like someone's pushed a button, and and these two companies have have gone to war. Well, yeah. they are in a content war. It makes absolute sense, and like Google is, I mean, it's a content company. Like it was just before it started as the search engine for all the content. And now it's like, well, it's still that. So of course it has to offer all this content because it's search. You just, you have to be able to just find it all from like, that's the whole point. That's their antitrust argument right there. They're like, it was already there. We just brought it together. Exactly. So it's like. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're still being better than Apple because you can, it's, it's because you can still get like the, the Google music and the Google books app for pretty much any platform you want, but it does lock it out of things like uh, smart assistants, which is a bummer for me because I, I do, I do listen to a lot of audiobooks, uh, partly because audible.com, this is not an ad for audible. I'm simply stating a fact. I am a subscriber. I subscribe to their program where you, it's a very low fee per month and you basically get one book 
any any book you want uh, for uh, for one a month and that's roughly the speed at which i go through audiobooks and it also kind of encourages me to oh i got a new credit i don't i, yeah. I i'm not looking forward to any particular book but i'll find something to listen to that's that's how i finally got through moby dick because it was like i finally like had run out of things in my wish list and like okay here you go now now i can pretend to have read moby dick because i will spend the next three weeks listening to this uh, and and so I'm not sure if I would still be into audiobooks if I had to pay cover price for them like every time I had to buy one because these are like 10, 20, 30, sometimes $40. They're, they, you get like th- sometimes 10, 20, 30 hours for the content. So it's worth Even it. In, yeah. But, but, it's, but it's, that's that's way above my, oh, what the hell, I'll give it a try sort of thing. And one of the, re- one of the main <laughs> it's, – it's funny, but one of the main venues for my listening to audiobooks is when it's time for me to clean the house or tackle any big like manual project I don't want to do. And it turns out that like a, a major house cleaning will take me about five or six hours, and that's about the size of like a Neil Gaiman novella, like Coraline or uh, The Ocean at the end of this uh, at the at the end of this, the, the lane. That's about the. I know that right about the time we're finding out what happened and why. That's about the time where I'm wrapping the cord around the vacuum cleaner and I'm put, I'm collecting all the trash I made collecting things. Otherwise, I would never get through this thing. I one of the things in my move actually just just yesterday I was listening to uh, uh, Winston uh, Winston Churchill biography. Oh no, I think I think it was actually the new David Sedaris book, his new book of memoirs. Uh, because one of the things, one of the last things to unpack was I have a uh, an authentic vintage Boston Public Library like oak card catalog file with like a hundred like little card boxes in it and i use it for like to store and organize all the things i use like cables and like tools and like tape and pens and cards and when i packed my idea was when i was planning this move for a couple of months was oh well I'll, do, I'll buy like some a bunch of like plastic bags and i'll empty each one into each plastic bag and organize them but things got so 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 chaotic that it was like here are three boxes i'm going to dump each drawer <laughs> just as a big pile so for like for an entire two months there's just been these boxes of jumbled things and i've been putting it off putting it off and then finally like I've, uh, i got my, my audible credit i bought the david sedaris book i said you know what this is a perfect case case study for finally sorting 100 drawers full of microphone cords and firewire cables and i have a drawer called lightsabers which are cables because (laughs) i know coming handy this is because see this is this is why this is why this system works so well i know the one time that i do need a firewire cable like i'll go through i'll I'll have like an old drive come look i'm looking for like some photos or a video or a file that i know i still have but if i have it, it must have been a file that i've never archived and you know, I'll have to wait two or three days to have it shipped out. And I feel stupid because if I have it, I must have thrown it out or misplaced it. But I, if I have a drawer that's literally labeled weird, weird data cables, it's got the it's got the cable that works with the counterfeit iPhone that I bought in, in China a few years ago. It's got one for the weird. It's every, anyway, so what so what I'm saying is that. It, it uh, the way that I listen to this is always through smart assistants. It's so, it's so great to just use uh, Alexa and say you read my book and we'll pick up. It knows what book I was last doing and where I left off. It'll pick up right where I, where I started. It will bum me out if I have to keep if I have to keep an Amazon Echo alive and running just so I can listen to audiobooks I buy. And it will also bum me out a little bit if I have to buy these books on Audible and then use various nefarious but well publicized methods to turn them into MP3 files upload them into my google play library and be able to 
I just I just like these. I just I'm just a fan of this idea that if you buy something, the ability of the of the seller to control how you listen to that ends with the, as soon as you tear the shrink wrap off this thing metaphorically. Thus endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> From sea to shining sea. Uh, maybe, before, maybe I'm wondering, Andy. There, there is potentially a way for Google to convince you that this is a good idea. Um, potentially, it's by you know lobbying your government. Maybe being the number one tech firm to spend money lobbying this year. That that could potentially convince you that them locking their content down is a perfectly reasonable thing, and it should be legislated. Even I don't know how you you feel about that. When are they going to start lobbying me? When are they going to like <laughs> come to me with like millions of dollars for my time to say we'd like to we'd like to have a closed door lunch meeting with you to discuss the importance of having our own our own audiobook library and I will accept their $500,000 and if I run for election maybe it'll come into play but there will be no promises made. When am I going to get lobbied on anything that affects my life? That's what I want to know. Google should lobby for me to go to Google AO. <laughs> That's okay, my, number me number two number number one <laughs> flow go to going to okay that's fine, but well actually, actually you know if, if they if they lobby me with that five hundred thousand dollar campaign donation I'll buy you a ticket like I'll 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 buy me and like a hundred list well, so, okay. it's actually but. very it's actually very hard to get a re- I mean maybe Russell could speak to this but it's actually very hard to get a ticket to Google I O like just regularly which is why it's so like. <gasps> Um, no, no I, I can actually speak to this, and this is going to really incriminate me. So I'm going to try and make it so you Uh-oh. can't read between oh, well the lines here. No, 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 no. Don't be incriminated. I, no, I'm not going to be incriminated. Not in that. Not in a legal sense. So there's no way anyone will read between the lines here. But I've only ever won that lottery once in my entire like career. Once. <laughs> so and that's totally the amount of times of I've luck gone to this. Google I/O as well. I'm sure, just once. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it kind of isn't it kind of weird these things where we'll, we'll get to the actual story in a second? But isn't it kind of weird like they make that so in so many areas of life it's like I'm gonna I I can't believe that I'm fighting for the chance to give you a lot of money for a service that you sell and provide, and that when I get this opportunity to give you sixteen hundred dollars, that I'll say, oh my god I'm so lucky. Everyone's like oh my god you're so lucky Russell to be able to be one of the chosen f- blessed few to pay. Oh my god, Google I/O is an Ivy League. It is because I tell you the, the two top questions I get from family and friends that are like I'm going to Google I, I won the lottery. Question one is yeah. like, oh, Google's paying for your ticket. You're like, oh, well, no, actually, I have to pay. And how much? And you're like, whoa. They liked my essay. That's what it means. And, and yeah. question two, oh, Google's paying for your flight. It's like, oh, no, 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 actually, I have to book my own flight and my own accommodation. And have you ever tried staying here like San Francisco, even in Mountain View? It's expensive during a conference. Well, my parents live across the bridge, so... Uh, shotgun, a shotgun more, flow, they, flows parents' house. You, you are can't more stay than there, welcome sorry. to stay I'm, I'm in, very, in I'm very the tidy. suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would love to feed you, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I like this idea. <laughs> how, can, I, can I bring some friends? How open would they be to like opening an Airbnb and using the money to pay for your Google I.O. ticket? You could probably pay for that I.O. ticket in just a few days easily. <laughs> yeah, it's, Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, so lobbying. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, that's right, the actual story. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Google posted a very impressive and coveted number one spot. Uh, they heard the number one tech company at spending lobbying money. Uh, they had to lobby Congress. They spent $18 million uh, putting it at the top of that list for the very first time. Uh, this was about three or four or five million more than they did uh, last year, the year before. They're not the only ones, uh, Facebook uh, and Apple and Amazon. This is all, I'm sorry, this is all according to an article in the Washington Post. Uh, Facebook and Apple and Amazon also outspent their last year's uh, lobbying budgets. Uh, Apple, for instance, uh, over outspent themselves by another 40 to 50 percent. Uh, and combined, these four companies, including Google, spent about $50 million to influence Congress. Uh, not, I mean, and that's not at all surprising. Just for starters, uh, the Obama administration was very friendly with the tech uh, with the tech industry. They knew that they were like a they a because they knew they were a really big mover for the economy, and also they're kind of cool. You know, they're 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 cool about things, and they're and also they were. I, I don't mean this. In a, I I think that even no matter who you voted for, you can agree that. Obama and Bush and Clinton and Bush before that before that Clinton all a lot more predictable and a lot more linear in an operation of the executive office uh, and so now you have an administration that is not quite so friendly to tech companies and it's also not as predictable and linear and so all these tech companies are spending a lot of money to make sure that their bases are covered uh, but uh, Google you can imagine their particular, pains that they were facing uh they were facing antitrust antitrust problems antitrust problems everywhere even in countries that do not have really wonderful eu style protections for consumers against uh huge huge corporations they also spent the all of half of last year facing uh, a lot of inquiries by angry congress people about how did you just sell political ads to anybody not knowing who they were or what how they're trying to control what message and there's still movement in congress about forcing facebook and google to be more uh open about where this money comes from more visible about making that data available and visible to people who see those ads uh, it's and also privacy is still it's, it's going to be a, an issue for the next 10 or 20 years. Facebook and Google uh, both they make their money based on not respecting the privacy of fellow citizens that you would extend to a fellow citizen on the bus or on the subway. Their businesses to one extent or another trying to find figure not only find out every grain of information they can find about you but also correlate that to other pieces of information that they can collect and then monetize that somehow. Right now, it's the wild, wild west. Again, America has no, citizens have practically no protections, whereas in uh, in uh, in England, there is an actual government office whose, whose mm-hmm. entire operations are based on, you have a, citizens have a right to expect certain privacy with the data that even that they choose to share. And when you, when you violate that, then we're here to slap you down in some way, shape or form. Uh, and so they have to uh, Google and Facebook have to protect their position and make sure that the that America res- retains its position as the wild wild west of consumer privacy. So you can see where they're if, if they were all they have to do is all you have to do is have a Congress full of people that are listening to riled up citizens about privacy, have them put all kinds of protections and restrictions on how they can collect data, how long they can retain it, what they can do with it and how they can share it. And suddenly Google's ad business and Facebook's ad businesses collapse overnight. 
It's, it's, I really think it's that simple. I don't think, I don't see that happening anytime soon, but look how for good or for bad, look at how different the political scene is in just one year with one change of administration. Imagine that it could change just as quickly with another administration, uh, just as quickly. And that's why you see, that's why you see when when I saw this headline, I thought, Really, they only spent eighteen million dollars with with how, the danger that they're in. How much how much position they need to protect by making sure that they can continue to do what they want to do. Only spent eighteen million dollars. I'm kind of touched by this. I'm just, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> it's funny. That's that's a lot of money at the same time. Like you say, Andy, it's not a lot of money in comparison to their revenues and and sort of spending. So it's it's interesting. Like. It's a sad fact of, uh, from what I gather from the outside, I'm completely outside, by the way. I don't follow either of the American parties. I don't lean one way or the other because I don't live in America. I don't care that much about you guys. But the, the thing is, it is interesting to see that that system exists where as a company you have to spend $18 million to lobby the government to make sure the government has your interests as a giant corporation at heart. It's 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 very strange, but that's that's the climate that we live in and that's what they have to do. And I'm just as surprised as you, Andy. I feel like that number should be higher. Like if they're trying to protect their business interests and that's the one way they do business and the government has the potential to crack down on that, you'd, you'd think they'd, they'd want to make sure that they're investing as much in that as they can. Well, up until now, I mean, they've had a friendly environment to deal with, so they didn't have to spend as much. And stuff takes a while before it's hidden in the courts. Yeah, I mean, that's true. it's not exactly an instant process, but this is the way that America does business here, which is really frustrating as a citizen because it's not just tech companies. And I do not want to turn this into a sort of political diatribe, but I do want to say that it's really frustrating. Lobbying is a frustrating thing as a citizen because I have no power here with the money that I have. The only power that I have is my vote. And if I'm not in an area where that vote matters, I don't have much. I mean, it feels like I don't have much power. And it's very frustrating because I have seen the I've seen the landscape of where I live change because of the Silicon Valley and how it has affected the Bay Area in the entirety of the time that I've lived here, which is my whole life. And I just imagine that this will have, it eventually has negative effects in in other ways. It's like, you know, okay, so you allow the company to expand, but that's, that's gonna negatively affect something in some manner. It's never all just like a positive, like this is for economic growth. It's very much like, when does, when is it about economic growth and when is it about, maintaining the interests of the company to keep. Yeah, and I I suppose many years ago, at least I naively thought that, you know, these big tech companies, they have my interests at heart. They think the same way I do about a lot of things. The technology that they're working on is cool. One day these companies are going to give us a voice so that, you know, if the government wants to make some decisions, they can quickly sample a whole bunch of their, you know, constituents and they're like, this is a decision we're going to make. And it turns out that's not really what these big companies are doing at all. They're just... They're big companies and they want to become bigger and they want to take over more and more things and control more and more stuff and that's that's kind of their driving interest. Like I know there's people inside the companies who, you know, want to do the right thing and whatever, but, yeah, I just miss that sort of naivety they used to have to be like, these companies are just like me and they look out for my best interests yeah. and isn't that great? It was felt like there, there was a time when it felt like that at least. Google's Microsoft now. 
so good. <laughs> I mean, I mean that in all sincerity, like, because I remember in the mid nineties when I was, my dad was still working in tech. So I was with him at work and I was kind of in that, like I was going to elementary school in Silicon Valley that year. So I was, I was around his office a lot and I just remember because we rode in the car every day, he listened to news radio because we commuted 40 minutes each way. And I would hear about all the stuff going on with Microsoft overseas. <laughs> and I, I had just learned, like I learned, this is where I learned about litigation, uh, those car rides <laughs> to school. Uh, but it's just, it's interesting because it sounds to me like it's, it was this precedent that was started in the 90s that this is kind of what you have to do to like maintain your business as a tech giant um, on, you know, on the plus side, we still like Google as a company. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you I know, mean, we're still using their stuff. So that's, that's true. You, yeah. you, you still want to take it to Google I.O. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I want some stickers. I, it's really. I'll, I'll, I'll still take a free hat if you want to I send would a free love hat. Love a free hat, please. <laughs> please. That's, that's a t shirt. Russell's wearing a real sharp Android hat, so I've been is. thinking about that for oh, a while. I'm modeling this one. This was available in the the Google Store for I think fifteen dollars last year. They 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 sell you the merchandise. That's the other thing. You you win the right to pay them a whole bunch of money for a ticket. You win the right to pay for your own flights and accommodation, and then you win the right to go to their company merchandise store and spend money for stuff with their logo on it. It's it's so good, guys. So good. It's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's especially bad for Russell because how, how long is that flight home? That's uh, that's got to be oh man, even twenty one hours is the minimum. Twenty hours is the minimum. That's that's a thought that really has got to fester on that twenty one hour flight. <laughs> Thinking here's how much money I spent. To, <laughs> and here's how many people thought that I was so lucky and were asking for wonderful stories about I okay here's here here's what I could have done with like three thousand dollars yeah and, and and a week and a week off and you might think of yourself you like I'm a man or a woman of the people like I can fly economy it's fine like I, I'm I'm powerful twenty one <laughs> hours is the minimum yeah. people we're talking like twenty four twenty four five hours is the normal flight time business or bust yeah good luck with us. <laughs> Just next not time, happening. Next time, no, I I hope that you'll like do the same thing and just do it in a couple of hops and either like stay over in either New York or Boston. And if if you stay over in either of those cities, I will fly. I will go out to meet you. We will have dinner. We will have lunch, and you will have stretched your legs. You will have breathed non-flu ep- epidemic contained inside a pressurized tube air, and yeah. you will have. All right, we, we should, the, we should really me, wrap You the also show, will but. have given me the hat that you bought me at Google I.O. is what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, I see where you were going with that. Uh, why, why are New York and San Francisco so far apart? Like I'm, I'm not an American, obviously, like if you can't tell by the accent. I always assumed it was like a one-hour flight. It turns out it's like six and a half, six. like seven hours or something. Like <laughs> ah, Five and a half there, six back. You just want to be like yeah. Australia where everything's like so far apart. I'm like, it wasn't meant to, it's just meant to be really close. Well, like, you know, when you colonize a land, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to take whatever you can get. If you could take all of it, even better. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On that note, we, we should wrap the show. We really appreciate you sticking around to the end. Um, I hope you've got something out of it just like we all have. I, I learned a few things today. Um, Flo, if people want to learn more about you and find out about what you're up to and, and find out, you know, if they want to give you a Google I.O. ticket, where, where do they find you? 
Uh, right now, just find me on Twitter. I've got some stuff in the pipeline that's bubbling, and I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to have something to say next. Yay! Cool. Hooray. <laughs> and Andy, if people want to keep up with your uh, shenanigans, where where should they go? Uh, the usual thing is uh, for the stuff I write about tech for pay, uh, go to the Chicago Sun-Times website at suntimes.com. You can also check out my Twitter and Instagrams, uh, which are Anatko and, and Anatko, or go to my blog, which is at anatko.com. Uh, new piece of data, I have just become like an official tech correspondent uh, to Boston uh, Boston Public Radio. Uh, I've been doing that's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. They, they, they like, I love that they like to talk about not just, Hey, and here's the gadget guy. I understood you have a flashlight that runs off of water. It's like, uh, okay. Wait, do you have one of those? That. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I have done those. They're, no, they're, they're not very, it's like, <laughs> it comes down to where's the studio, New York. Are you willing to pay for like I am track in a hotel, and then I'll check to see what like what opera is playing that night or what comedian is playing at like the comedy cell. I would love to come and talk about the water flashlight, sure. <laughs> uh, but the, the the it's I've been doing every couple of weeks like a half hour with them, uh, which is uh, fun. But now it's like I, I can actually I have like the blazer with the like logo patch. If this were the 1970s, so that's like. I can, but it's it's fun because we get to they we really like to talk about like tech policy and if we talk about like the Apple Ooh. HomePod it won't be about and here and I understand that that works with Apple Music How, what how's that work it'll be more like well here is here's why smart speakers are really really cool and really really important and why it's really really disappointing that the Apple smart speaker is not very smart at all so anyway so if you go to wgb uh, wg, wgbh.org uh, the news tab you can see uh, boston public radio the show uh and you can see past archives and you can listen to it live whenever i'm on if you if you're watching me on twitter i usually pre-announce that morning or the or the night before the night before i uh, will be on on friday so that's a good chance if you want to if you're not sick of hearing me by hearing my voice by now make that don't decide now because you're going to say oh hell no but wait a day after listening to this and <laughs> i need to hear public radio andy i i feel, I, I need to hear public radio Andy. but the, the the great the great thing is is like when i when i'm doing public radio i have to use a lot more exactly. presence on the microphone exactly you talk very softly but very close to the mic ah that's where that uh michael barbaro guy gets it from the the daily i don't know if any of you listen to that but it's like hi I'm Michael Barbero, and this <laughs> is The Daily. I'm like, why is there such long pauses between Oh, yeah, it's an, N- it's a, it's an NPR thing. <laughs> it, it sounds good, though. I have to admit, it sounds good. So if you want to find anything about me, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to my blog at, I think, RustyShelf.org, which today, just today, Apple declared is no longer part of Apple News because I don't post there enough, apparently, and... I think they're actually right. I don't think I've posted it in there in at least six months. So anyway, there's that. Uh, you can find our show at relay.fm slash material where you can find the show notes, you can find previous episodes, you'll even find little membership buttons that you can press and magically send us money through the internet, which if you ask me, that's the best thing about 2018 is that someone can just do that. Uh, you can also email us, materialpodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, may all your speakers get smarter. 